5, verse 4 through verse 10. Luke 5, verse 4 through verse 10. And this is talking about Jesus having a conversation with Simon. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for these moments. We thank you for the word of the Lord that always speaks to us more and more as we open up our spirits and we surrender our minds. God, you will speak to us and transform us. Prepare us for a moment that we're not yet prepared for because if we were, we would already have obtained all that you have for us. So through the message today, prepare our hearts. Prepare our minds. Prepare us as individuals. Prepare us corporately. Prepare the church. Prepare the streamers. Don't leave anyone out today. Make sure we're fully prepared for all that you're releasing now in Jesus' name. Amen. So go ahead and take your seats. Um, I want to, this is a, a, a subtitle to uh, the renewing your mind renewing for the king for kingdom business mind renewing for kingdom business kingdom business is different than earthly business or some of the things that we're doing because kingdom business is fueled by heaven somebody say kingdom business is fueled by heaven so you heard me on on last sunday and uh, i talked about the toil and let me give you the definition of toil one more time and then we'll go further into the message for today. Toil is translated as work. Work is the use of labor, skill, time for the exchange for monetary reward. So if I work for you for $20 an hour, I want $20 at the end of that hour. Well, if you're toiling, you work for, you work for an hour and you receive $10, that means you have toiled in that hour. So Simon Peter went out and he caught nothing. And he said, we toiled all night. So that means that we went out, we'd done our net normal schedule. We have had our normal setup of the shift. And when we were done, we had nothing in our nets. So we toiled all night and caught nothing. You can never say that you're productive if your wages doesn't meet your labor. Your wages must meet your labor. Uh, in Genesis 3 and 17, it's the first time that we hear about this word called toil. And toil is related to a curse. If a man is working hard and receiving little, then that man or woman is functioning under empowerment to fail. A curse is an empowerment 
to fail. So when you're cursed, you can work really hard and produce very little. Hear me? You can work very hard and produce very little. In Haggai 1 and verse 6, it speaks of this. You have so much and brought in little. You have so much and brought in little. So we're moving forward now to our next topic. Uh, no more empty nets. No more empty nets. No more empty nets. So, which means we've gotten beyond this expectation of working one hour for $20 an hour. We work one hour and get paid $50. Okay. So we're, 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 we're moving now because the toll was only connected to Simon as he was fishing without the kingdom. He was fishing without the kingdom. It is possible to work without the kingdom. It is possible to open a business without the kingdom. It is possible to have church without the kingdom. So you can function in man's ability alone. I don't want to function like that because I'm not going to get the results that my, my heart says I'm supposed to receive. So therefore, I choose to work with God so I can get greater results than the average man. Somebody say, I'm not average. I don't want to be average. I don't want to fit in. I have no intentions of fitting in. I have no intentions of bringing in average. Nothing about my life has anything to do with average. I gave up average I guess my first or second year pastoral ministry average was if I worked and I got promotions and I got raises, I could live in that type of home and drive that kind of type of car. Based on my work ethics, based on my income, it pointed to the type of home I could live in and the type of vehicle I could drive. So I said, that's too much like average. What if I want to fly? So years ago, I opted out of average and said, I want to be a blessing to people and I can't be a blessing to people being average. So we're going to go through uh, a few points that I wrote down and then another scripture. And I'm going to help you to understand where the transition happened. They had toured all night. So they had been cursed all night. And then Jesus is, gets, gets on the boat and introduces the business, the fishing business, to the kingdom. And then he goes back out in a, in a, on another shift, day shift, because he was working night shift. So he goes out on day shift when fishing is not productive, but it's in the kingdom. So he goes out on day shift after he's worked night shift, which means he's working a double shift. But on his next shift, he's working with power that he didn't have while he was on night shift. Jesus tells him after he uses his boat to preach his message that launch out into the deep for a catch. He does what Jesus asked him to do after he replies back, well, I've already been out here all night toiling, but I am going to do as you ask me. I'm going to use one net instead of nets because I'm really not expecting anything. I'm just trying to function in obedience. So he goes out 
and drops one net that cannot handle the increase that comes through the kingdom. Because he's under the impression he's still in his day. And he's still functioning in his system. And he's able to measure his increase by the fatigueness of his body. Without understanding the fatigueness of his body has already failed him all night long. So now he steps into another arena. That's why I have to teach you about the kingdom because you'll come in here trying to do church that doesn't work. And ministry that doesn't work. And you'll say because it's a pandemic, the church has to close. No, we don't have to close. We just have to be safe. So he transitions over. And now you have to understand the authority that Jesus is using. Jesus has authority over creation. Simon Peter is a Jew, so he has authority over creation as well. He has been given the same information because if you were Jew, you are taught the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. So he has information, but he doesn't have a belief system. So you can quote the word, but not believe. They were able to quote the first five books of the Bible. But he didn't understand in his occupation that he had authority over fish, so he fished without his authority. How many people are living life without their authority? How many people are doing business, doing ministry, doing life, doing marriage, doing single, whatever you want to call it, without your authority? So now he's doing, he's doing his business without authority, but authority gets on his boat, shows him how to use authority, and it attracts what he has authority over, according to Genesis 1 and verse 26. He knows that passion of scripture, and he is not functioning in it. How many people know scripture, but do not function in it? So now Jesus introduces him to his authority. And once he introduces him to his authority, the results come. The results come. I drop my net. My net starts breaking. My boat fills up. I call for partners. Their boats are filled. All of our boats are sinking. Because they're so filled with the increase of the kingdom. Now let me help you again because people sometimes can be very discouraging to you. They can frustrate you if you're a leader because they don't obey as easily as what God gave you authority over. Well, in Genesis chapter 8, the people wouldn't listen to Noah's message, but the animals did two by two. Noah said after he was done building the ark, he said, come on, y'all. And two by two, they came into the ark. The people didn't come in. Only Noah's family came in. So don't let it kill your faith because people don't want to come into safety. But Noah understood, I have authority over the animals, the beast of the field. Every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I have authority over the birds of the air. Because he sent out a pigeon in order to go find dry land. So you can see his authority operating over all the animals, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. The fish just had more water to swim in. So you see his authority operating. 
The worst thing that can happen to you is you be saved a long time and not see the influence of your authority. You will start to doubt your own authority. That's why when, when my authority is challenged, I move things until I find something that will obey. Okay, all right. Anyway, we'll go on. Some of y'all don't like that, but stop responding to me and see what happens. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's, let's move on. No more empty nets. Once the toiling has come to an end, the nets will begin to fill. Once the toiling comes to an end, once you stop or not stop, not physically stop, once you get your your faith off of those two jobs, then the toiling stops in your mind and in your heart, then the net starts filling up because you think that those two jobs are your source. And as long as you think all that overtime is your source, you'll continue to work overtime and your nets will not break. I'm not against your overtime. Keep working your overtime. Because if you stop working your overtime and you don't believe, you're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. So keep working overtime until you can believe in the kingdom that God has the ability and you start seeing increase before you step out of that other company you're working for. Stay with me. The toiling cannot exist with the filling of the nets. It was when the toiling stopped, the nets started to fill. The nets could not fill. The fish could not respond until the toiling had come to a close. Will you notice the way I am teaching and preaching now? I am not toiling. So that means the nets are filling, not with fish, but with people. Listen to, listen to what happens when you stop toiling. When you stop toiling, Less Refresh starts having 15,900 viewers. This is January the 27th. Less Refresh, our broadcast, had 15,900 viewers on January the 27th. Refresh Your Morning, which is my favorite. It is my favorite. <laughs> I love Tuesday mornings. I love... Because there is no toll in Tuesday morning. Can't you tell? There is no toll in Tuesday morning. So therefore, on Tuesday mornings, February the 1st, there was 29,200 viewers. The more you take the toll out, the more your net fills up. So I'm learning, I'm studying everything. I'm studying everything. You get the tension out, the increase comes. As long as there's tension, you can't have increase. So I said, okay, God, I, I noticed that you're doing something. So the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King, the video that we made, uh, myself and Jaffa and Michael and our, our team that we made. So we sent that out on January the 16th. It was viewed everywhere. It had 68,500 views. 
I tried to tell the, the leaders early this morning that we're not where you think we are. Because they're looking out here and you can miss everything when you're looking at the pews. You will, you will doubt me if you're looking at the pews because you can't determine my influence by looking at the pews during a pandemic. Now, each, each one of these, these are just the physical viewers. Each one of these have gone over 100,000 people reached. Each one of these. Each one of these. Each one of, the more we take the tension out, the more we get people unified, the more we get people lined up with vision on Wednesday night, it starts to take the tension out of the ministry and you start attracting all sorts of fish. There's some rich ones, there's some poor ones, there's some males, there's some females, there's some old ones, there's some young ones. When you get the tension out, nobody wants to feel tension in the church. Nobody wants to feel like the church is toiling. Nobody wants to come in. They got enough tension at home. They don't want to come into tension in the church. And everything that's tense, that's been toiling, you need to get delivered today. Animals obey you. Birds obey you. Fish obey you. And money obeys you. Uh, what are you sweating about? You need to spend enough time with God. Let him show you where it is. It's not lost. We're lost. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Can we go on? How many of y'all are, are you done with toiling? <laughs> I may not have enough money in the bank, but I'm not going to toil about it. <laughs> I know there's enough room in my bank for more money, so I'm going to make room for the money, but I'm not going to toil about it. You have to labor in this season. This labor is not toil. Nothing's wrong with labor. Something's wrong with toil. You have to labor in this season as if you've never experienced empty nets. You, you have to show up for those eight hours. But you're, you're not expecting minimum wage anymore. You got to be consistent, but, but you're not, you're not expecting to have income that doesn't meet your debt ratio. See, for me, debt, debt is not a problem because I don't stay in a lot of debt. I just want to reach a lot of people and I need the increase so I can reach more people. You understand what I'm saying? I gave you those numbers because I love reaching thousands. I got delivered from re re reaching tens. No disrespect to those who reach tens. No disrespect to those who reach fifties and a hundred. But I've been delivered. Anytime I open up my mouth, I want to. I want to touch thousands. I, I want to impact somebody that thought life was over. And I just, when they heard me, they said, "Life is just now beginning." 
I want to release somebody that was about to commit suicide, but they heard me come on and refresh your morning and say, this is a real good day and you are the one. The reason the devil wants to take you out is because you are the one. I'm not just trying to sell a t-shirt, but you can buy the t-shirt, but I'm trying to tell some people you are the one. The reason you've been through so much hell is because you are the one. All you need to know is your toiling days are over because you are the one. So my labor is now focused. My labor is focused. If my labor doesn't produce a harvest, then my labor is not focused because my labor has to bring in a harvest. And I am not in the season where I expect little because I am going to work my eight hours. I am going to give you the best ministry that can exist in Stephen A. Davis. You're not going to eat junk food in this house. You're not going to get a message that I just rushed around and put together. No, we process this. If it'll work for me, it'll work for you. If I'm convinced of it, you can be convinced of it as well. All right. Are y'all okay? The laborers are in short supply because of the years of toiling. Whenever you find a shortage of laborers, they have become discouraged because they have been toiling. We celebrate you, Bo, and your lovely wife, the Joneses. He decided I'm not toiling no more. So God gave him somebody to help him with his harvest. See, Lady Davis is not for toiling. All you men who, who have helped me, they are not for toiling. They don't enjoy toiling. So we're going to exempt you from toiling today with this message. Yeah, yeah. You may work and you may work extra hours, but you're not going to come home feeling depressed and overwhelmed. Because everything you do is going to count from this day forward. So the laborers are in short supply because of the years of toil. They don't see opportunity as opportunity. They see it as more toil. I see things as opportunity because I want to put my hand to the plow so I can get blessed. But, but a laborer who, who, who has not experienced the kingdom overflow considers every request of yours as more toil. If you add a service, it's toll. Everything is viewed as toll because they have been tolling. So now your laborers are in short supply. What I do refreshes me. Somebody say refresh. 
See, what God ordained you and anointed you to do should refresh you. So when you're giving out, it's coming in. If you're not getting a return off of what you do, it is considered toil, and you're going to get tired after a while if you're not already tired. But everything you're created to do in the kingdom refreshes you. Everything that God created you for, you may be doing it for money, but God wanted you to do it because you're called and anointed to do it, not knowing that what you're called to do and you enjoy doing will make you more money than what you're trying to get from what you're doing. Let me help you with something. The ministry does what it does because I'm happy. I said, well, well, you, you rebuked us. I'm still happy. I'm happy I had enough boldness to correct something that would not cause me to be depressed. Because if I allow it to keep going, it's going to cause me to toil. And then uh, if there is a mean spirit in me, it's going to come out. But this far, I dealt with enough people over almost 25 years to know I'm not mean, but I am authoritative because that's how God created me. He created you like that too. You just won't take authority over anything. So we have, we have a shortage of laborers. So if we call special days, there's a shortage of laborers. Because if, well, man, do you know I just haven't worked all night? You know how many hours I've been putting? You've been toiling. That's why you see things like that. I, I, I worked all weekend. Uh, I was on a Zoom call Friday. Friday's my normal off day. Had to be on there at 9. Uh, it didn't end to five. Uh, I had to go and uh, take care of one of my daughters and sons. They were, you know, burying a brother. So I couldn't make it to the service yesterday, but I could drive to Jasper uh, after I got off the Zoom call just to show my face to let them know I loved them and I cared about them. So that's what we've done. But I didn't feel tired. I worked yesterday. Uh, I done a funeral, took care of the family very well. I made sure they had food and made sure everything was taken care of. But here I am, as focused as I am, because nothing that I've done was considered toil. So I, I don't need people to try to tell me what I need to do. I do what feeds me. I do what feeds me. So we have a scripture for this, Luke 10 and verse 2. Stay with me, stay with me. Don't get discouraged. I'm here to bring you out. Never do I preach a message that's, that doesn't have a great ending. I am, I am not here to convict you. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're, you're, this is not a condemnation message. You're in Christ. This is a building up edifying message. I am, not, I am not in that season of condemning people. I'm in the season of edification. That's where I am. I'm in the season of blessing. I am in the season of lifting. If you see it differently, then you have some internal toiling problems. Because that's not my intentions ever. 
Luke 10, verse 2. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You know, the, the fish that filled both boats were there when he went out, and there was nothing in his nets when he pulled it back in. It wasn't that the fish were not there. The fish were there the whole time. His authority wasn't there. His identity wasn't there. He wasn't thinking kingdom, so the fish couldn't respond. The fish thinking, I want to go home with you, but they couldn't go home because he wouldn't invite them until Jesus got on the boat. How much wants to go home with you that you won't give an invitation to? The problem is not that the harvest doesn't exist. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest. It's not that people don't want to be saved. It's not that people don't want to be changed. It's not that people don't want to be serviced around the world. It's that we don't have enough laborers because we got too many toilers. No, no, don't get depressed. Don't get depressed. Don't, don't, please. Don't get depressed on me. Stay with me. Stay with me. We're going to get over this. Just, just don't look at anybody but say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's, it's harvest time, guys. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We, God wouldn't have me talking to you about this if it wasn't harvest time. I gave you the numbers that I gave you because it's harvest time. I am talking to you the way that I'm talking to you because it's harvest time. Don't you get depressed because you spent years of toiling because God has put me in front of you. You're not going to toil anymore like that. You're not, if you're streaming in, your toiling days are coming to an end. You're, you're not going to lose your life like that anymore. You're not going to die from overworking yourself. So we need you to be excited at harvest time. It's not that it's not harvest time. The people are not just, they're not excited because they've been toiling so much. Now, here's another message. Here's another message about harvest. You know how long I've been hearing about harvest and I haven't gotten a harvest. It's because you didn't use your authority over the waters that you were on. Do you know how many of us it would take to harvest just one city? Do you, do you know how many people I need uh, online communicating on behalf of myself, Lady Davis, and Refresh Family Church for all these uh, hundreds of thousands of people who are enjoying what we do? Do, do you know how many banks you need? We're going to leave that alone. Listen, listen, listen. Let's, let's just think about it. What if all the homeless people came to this parking lot? All of them. All of them. What, what, what if all the prostitutes came at one time? What, what if all the drug dealers said, I, I, I want to get out of this, Apostle. I, wanna, I want my life to change. I understand I'm an entrepreneur. No one could have moved stuff like I'm moving stuff if I wasn't an entrepreneur. Do we have the wherewithal? Do we have the training to train a drug dealer how to be a successful entrepreneur? Because they, they don't want to come out and be broke. 
Are y'all still with me? Don't allow the long night of failure to stop your day of great kingdom harvest. And you got to be conscious of this because some of you judge everything based on your long night. You judge everything based on what you've been through. Where we are now has nothing to do where you, with what you've been through. See, here it is. Simon Peter was still judging everything by the long night. So it was hard for him to comprehend the harvest that was right there in the same waters he had been fishing in. Some of you comprehend everything about the pain you've been through, the misuse you've been through, the abuse you've been through, all the stuff you've been through. You couple it all together and show up at harvest time. And you will never have the right attitude at harvest time if you're, you're thinking about that long night that you've gone through. The Bible constantly says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to be able to shift your attitude at harvest time. You can't be, no, you can't be operating like that. I may lay in right here. You can't have that, that, that funny attitude. I almost want to call it something else. You, you can't, you can't operate like that. We don't need to see your attitude before you pull in the parking lot. You can't operate like that because it's harvest time. You got to be happy whether you're serving or not serving. You got to be happy whether you're sitting in the front or sitting in the back. You got to be happy whether you're in the sanctuary or streaming you got to be happy because if this is harvest time and I know it is there's some people that's going to they're going to set the stage of how they do things by your attitude do you want somebody coming in frowning or do you want somebody coming in smiling do you want somebody to come in excited or you want them to come in dragging their knuckles like you came in today because woe is me it ain't no woe is me it's God's day it's God's season the kingdom is manifesting itself and it's time for all of us to be excited I don't care if you never had a breakthrough in your whole life. You're sitting over in my breakthrough right now. So you might as well enjoy my breakthrough because my breakthrough is contagious. What be on me, get on you. There's no way you can listen to me this many years and then not impact your life. Some people just say, I believe. If Apostle believes, I believe. If Stephen A. Davis believes, I believe. If I'm in the room with him, what be on him, be on me. It's contagious. The harvest of blessing is just as contagious as COVID-19. Get a revelation at the height of the contagiousness of COVID-19. That's how the kingdom and the blessing is. If you get close enough, if you reach out your faith long enough, God will bless you so you can be a blessing. God didn't bring you in here for you to observe anything. God didn't bring you in here to grade anything. This place has already been graded. I have already been graded. God brought you in here so that what he's flowing through this house will get in your life and transform your life where toiling is no longer an issue. Yesterday, during Mrs. Pierce's funeral, I didn't raise my voice any louder than this the entire time. I didn't get preachy. I didn't walk. I stood in front of the podium the entire time. I came back after I was done with my eulogy, and uh, I gave an appeal for salvation. And I looked out over the audience, and I saw one hand after another hand go up. 
in the audience. About seven or eight people raised their hands for salvation. And I never raised my voice because they're looking for something. And this is what they said afterwards. Many of them said, based on how he spoke, we believe what he preached exists. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe it, they don't believe it. If you don't believe it's harvest time, they won't believe it's harvest time. If you don't believe enough to go back out and fish again and use every ounce of energy you need and everything that calls you to draw back and wither back, you got to, you got to repent of that thing and get fully engaged and involved again because God has a harvest that he wants to bring into the kingdom. And if you can fish for fish, you're about to fish for men. And if you can fish for men, if you can touch people, you don't have to worry about a whole lot of other stuff. And if if you're thinking that you've forgotten about your family, your family were in the net with all the other sorts of fish. But I started fishing. I brought Sasha in. See, what y'all don't understand, while you're sitting there worrying about your child, if you learn how to use the right bait and you throw the net far enough, you'll bring your nephews in. You'll bring your nieces in. You'll bring your grandkids in. You'll bring them in because they are a part of what's out there in the water. Every time I throw the net, I see somebody that's kin to me coming in the net. That's what makes me so excited. That's why it's so fulfilling because I can never throw the net that without seeing somebody that has the same uh, DNA as I have come into the harvest. You will be surprised at how many of my kind I'm reaching while I'm reaching your kind. Right. I'm almost done. I'm almost, see, I, I wasn't planning on getting preaching. Don't grade me because you're elementary if you're grading me because you don't even hang out with the same crowd that I hang out with, okay? I've been, I, I've been energized. I've been transformed. I'm ready to do what God called me to do. And I don't mind doing it in front of you. I don't mind doing it in Birmingham, Atlanta. I don't mind doing it in the whole United States of America. My anointing is not limited to a building. Now, now, stay with me. It means my nets or cast far further. Y'all, can I, can I go through a couple more then I'm done. If you're not tight, it's going to be right. What I mean, if you're not climbing up, everything's about to flow. There's about to be a flow that hits your life. That's unexplainable. Listen. Make a notation of the shift from toil to abundance to secure a future filled with increase. So you got to make a notation. See, mentally, you remember every wrong that was done to you. And you used up your brain capacity on the harm that's happened to you. you, you all you remember is, is, is the night of toil. But when you remember the shift, I can remember the shift that took place in my life. I can remember the shift that took place in Lady Davis's life. I can remember the shift that took place in, in the Refresh Family Church. I can remember the shift. So I made notation of the shift because the shift brought an increase. And I always like increase. I praise better when it's on increase. So I made a notation that this is what triggered the increase. Hey, Simon. What happened after you toured all night? 
What changed to bring in fish that you didn't catch all night? Well, there was a man named Jesus that came and asked me, could he use my boat? And what I done, since I didn't catch any fish, I had room for him, so I allowed him to use my boat. What happened after that? Well, after he was done speaking and there were so many people everywhere, that was the only platform that he had. So after he was done, he gave me some instructions, told me to go back out and cast my net for a catch. I told him, hey, we've been out here toiling all night. Your problem is you always rehearse your pain before you get ready for your harvest. So he tells Jesus about the horrible night that he had. But he said, but nevertheless, you got to be in that nevertheless moment. Nevertheless, no matter who hurt me, nevertheless, no matter how many churches done me wrong, nevertheless, no matter how many times I got fired, nevertheless, no matter whether I went through a divorce, I'm still married, nevertheless, no matter how much they done to me, nevertheless, I am going to cast my net because nevertheless, what you done to me, what you done about me, how you tried to take me out, it don't bother me, I'm going to cast my net, it doesn't matter how much I've been rejected, it doesn't matter how much you looked at me funny, I'm still gonna cast my net. Doesn't matter how much I've been betrayed, doesn't matter how much I wanted to just take somebody else, but I kept my hands in my pocket because I knew my day was coming to cast my net. I had to make a notation. What brought the increase? It's when I forgave them for what they done to me. You got to make notations, baby. You got to, you got to document. What did you do to keep things going to the next level? How did you get this type of anointing on your life? I forgave them that tried to destroy me. What they meant for evil, God turned it around for my good. So in the future, anytime I have a night that's going the wrong way, because I made notation now, and I have a night that's going the wrong way, and I have a night that's not favorable to me and my wife and my daughters, what I need to do is I got to think back at that switch when I came and I pivoted and said, we're going to shift another way. Yeah, I'm tired from last night, but I'm not exhausted. I said I'm tired, but I'm not exhausted. I got a fresh burst of energy because I know my harvest time is now. How many of you heard harvest message and now you're at a place where it's really harvest time and you don't have the... Isn't it something? That you waited nine months and now you don't have strength to give birth? You think I'm going to carry this thing this long? And now that it's birthing time, I'm not going to give birth to it? You think I didn't recognize those were labor pains? Those were not haters? Last one and I'm done. Sister Cassandra, can you do communion? Can you do communion when I'm done? 
Oh, I done debt cancellation, not communion. We already done communion. Y'all ought to be saved and ready. That there, there, there is no way you're going to be able to stop this anointing. Because this anointing came from shifting my mind out of toil. Shifting my mind out of the difficult days. Shifting my mind out of the stuff I've been through and let it be my testimony. Because I'm not in that test anymore. You're going to have to shift out of that or you won't qualify for the harvest that God wants to bring you in. You can't start beating your harvest for what your toiling days put you through. But you have authority over exceeds your personal capacity. So recruit partners. What you have authority over exceeds your personal capacity. Listen here, Simon Peter. You don't have enough boat for this harvest. And your partners don't have enough, but you're going to use your faith and connect with people. Some of you ain't been really connected in a long time. But when it's harvest time, you're going to need partners or you're going to limit the increase that God wants to bring in your life. Who do you have a relationship with that you trust and they can trust you? That's why I have to get in arenas where I can be trusted and they can be trusted. Because what God is bringing into my personal life is bigger than anything that's ever been. And I came to tell you while you're on the campus that I pastor. And those of you who are streaming on the line that we're streaming on. What God is bringing you, bringing into your life, it, it is beyond your capacity. You can dream all night, but you don't have enough mental capacity to handle what God is bringing into your life. I'm telling you, if it broke the net and it almost the post. What is it going to do to your life? You got to be good sure. So you got to get some partnership. You got to find some people who are more kingdom minded, not church minded because they can't handle increase. They get jealous when the increase gets in your boat. You got to find some people that don't get jealous of your boat because if they don't get jealous of your boat, God's going to fill their boat as well. They know it's what you've done that triggered the increase. They're not trying to get the glory for your boat. They understand that the increase that came in your boat, if I partner up real good with you, if I synchronize myself with you, what be on your boat, be on my boat. Somebody shout, it's in my boat. It's in my boat. It may have started at Simon's boat, but it's in my boat. It may have started at Refresh Family Church in Birmingham, but it's in Mableton. It's in Tuscaloosa. It's in Brent, Alabama. And if they want it, it'll be in Tarrant. I'm done. But you better shout, because there's something filling your boat right now. God is sending souls. And if he's sending souls, he's sending resources. Because you can't take care of souls without resources. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. It's breaking through the atmosphere. It's entering to the arena that we exist in. It's coming out of the invisible realm into the visible realm. Right now, somebody shout.
billions, billions. We finance the kingdom. All you entrepreneurs, you better get ready. I said, all you entrepreneurs, you better get ready. You know, you need to go ahead and get registered. You want to know why God is stretching your capacity right now. God is putting you in the room so you can create partnership for the increase that he is releasing in your life. And if you don't have good partnership, you're going to hinder what God wants to release in your life. What you have is based on your capacity. But God got something bigger on his mind. It's big. It's big. It's big. The kingdom of God is not prejudiced, so we can't make excuses in the kingdom. We're the head and not the tail. We're above only and never beneath in the kingdom of God. Give God one more shout of praise. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch, 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 it's manifestation time. If you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.